Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout podcast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever and then talk about them. My name is Luke Condor with a K and I'm joined by my regular co-host, uh, Mr. 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 Ben Errington. Mr. Double Mr. tonight. <laughs> I'm feeling Fancy double mystery. Fancy pants. I'm feeling Mr. double Mr. mystery Mr. tonight. How's it going, man? You right? Good, man. How the devil are you? Not too bad. You say uh, you, you've been poorly. You've got a poorly leg. Is that right? I've been having some issues with my leg. I'm not sure what it is. Old age, perhaps. I've just been having some sort of like shooting pain in my leg, which I feel like is definitely, um, probably impending death. But, you know, well, I've got, I've got to deal with it, whatever happens. So we'll die, die, don't I? This could be my last my last podcast. If that happens, I'm going to have to put my all into it. Yeah. So, you know, I'll leave a, I'll leave a legacy then. People will like, remember that podcast they did on Stranger yeah. Things? That was... I mean, that was next level stuff. It was next level stuff. So if you, how, how if are you? A leg- you look like you're in the. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay, so if you're watching the the video feed, um, I might look a little bit different. The so the electrics in our house are kind of weird, and this is an old house, and uh, things blow all the time. So like bulbs will pop all the time. I was just on. I was on to like the last one in the kitchen, which is where I record. I do a lot of things in the kitchen, but it's also where I record. And uh, um, it blew on the way to, on the way home to, today, so I didn't get a chance to get anyone. So if you're watching the video, it looks like I'm in in the inside out, upside down. <laughs> <laughs> the inside out. I mean, that's just just as terrifying. Yeah. A bulb blew with me as well, eh? Isn't that weird? Whereas mm. like we're connected in some sort of way on some sort of astral plane. Well, I, I'm trying uh, to communicate with you from the upside down, and then like you know, trying to blink the lights like it doesn't strange. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had, a, I had a very upside down like type moment where um, I was in the bathroom and I looked up at the light fitting and there was like it was weird, like it's all dark. It's like a sort of weird glass dome, yeah. and it was all dark in there. And I was like, "Oh, what's going on in there?" So I unscrewed it to get a better look, and a uh, load of flies came out. Load of horrible flies. Really? What, outside of the um, the bulb itself, light. or the like the fixed... not the bulb. It's like this globe. So there's a bulb inside it, and then there's like a glass uh, globe just underneath yeah. dome type thing. And all the the dark part I could see was like all these tiny little larvae. Larvae. 
like so saying, I did what yeah. I, I did. We did what I did. What any sane person would do, and I ubered them up. Ubered them with the mouth, right in, <laughs> right in. <laughs> I said, Ooh. "Oh, lovely." I, uh, all, yeah, <laughs> uh, I actually hoovered them up um, with an actual with Hoover. A, with a Dyson. Um, and then, I, and that that was when my light blew because I like tapped the bulb. I must have tapped it. I tapped it super delicately, like you know how how you would tap a knob end, and it just <laughs> it just. It just Blew on me. I was like, "Fuck!" That always happens with nubbins. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I did my work experience at Rentkill, which is like the place where you, where they kill animals, basically like pest control. And I remember going into this old people's house on one of the shifts, and um, we went into the attic because they'd had some sort of problem, and we needed to go check it out. And we opened up the attic uh, door, and the floor, like it looked black, looked like a weird black carpet. But it was actually brown. It just covered in like dead flies, like absolutely, oh, like completely. Like, it was, a, it was yeah. a large room, and it's just you couldn't see the carpet for the dead flies. It, it was horrible. So it took, it took me a long flies. time to hoover them up, and uh, I didn't need lunch or tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for three days. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, lovely. What was the biggest thing you killed at Rent a Kill? Well, I didn't. I didn't kill anything, but I did a lot of checking. So you went around like uh, checking, like rent a check. <laughs> Like checking like the the rat traps and stuff to see if anything was inside the rat them. trap, the yeah. raptor traps. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was that was the grossest thing I saw. Saw a lot of ants. Yeah, a lot of dead dead rats. I'm assuming. Mm, no, that didn't see many. None. Didn't see any. This is a really uneventful rent to kill story. <laughs> well, it's not like it's not like I'm um, Ash from Evil Dead, like going around. I felt like hand. it was gonna. I felt like it was gonna. It was gonna go that direction. It, it did in my dreams. Um, what was I gonna say? Okay, so this is. If people are wondering, this isn't a normal episode. We're not doing the list at the minute. We're um, talking about a TV show. We're talking about Stranger Things season two. Um, but before we get onto that, um, other horror guff, guff from the um, other horror guff. For, uh, you asking me first? Do you want to go first? Uh, uh, you go first. Did you see anything? Not not a lot. Um, I haven't watched much this week. Um, I really need to commit to watching more horror. I think. Just Otherwise, this part then. of the show. Otherwise, this part of the show is going to be. I did see Justice League, which could have potentially been a horror thing. Mm. And you know, it was all right. I think I've I've already discussed that with you. So it's, it's, it's adequate. It does the job. It fills a hole. It is satisfying. But I felt hungry again. Maybe like yeah. forty five minutes later. That's so like, like it did chips. I kept it's just like chips. I kept my expectations extremely low because yeah. I, f- I felt like I needed to defense mechanism. Yeah. Um. And it's all right, you know. I mean, it's it's not amazing, but it's not bad. It's not that's bad. As far, that's as far as I'm gonna go. Yeah. Apart from that, I've been, I've been reading the Troop, which you uh, which you lent me, uh, Nick Cutter. That's yeah. Right, yeah. 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 Um. Oh, yeah. Dan, Dan's just finished, uh, just finished reading that as well. Oh really? Yeah. Um. So far, I mean, it gets going really quickly, and yeah. it is pretty gruesome already. Yeah. And I'm will, I'm like eager to to continue reading this one. It's definitely a, it's definitely a page turner. It is, yeah, dude. Have you um got to the? Uh, I don't want to spoil it. Monkey? Is it you? Seen a monkey yet? Okay, that bit. Uh, you got that to look forward to. Okay, so um, well, I watched a few things. I watched the ruins. Which is um, uh, I read the book recently. I really, really like the book. And then this is the sort of movie based on it. So it's about four backpackers in Cuba. Um, they decide they've been 
you know, holidaying up and they decide to go to these ruins for a bit of an adventure. Um, and then they get there, they step onto these ruins and then all the locals with these guns, machine guns and stuff, and, uh, bow and arrows won't let them get off. And they don't know why until they realize that the, the ruins that they're standing on, it's like one of those main iron pyramid things. It's covered in these um, vines that just slowly eat away at, at, at your skin and stuff. And they don't, they're, they're kind of quarantined them onto there. But it's so horrific. The book was um, one of the most horrific books I've ever read. Not in the sense of, um, it wasn't particularly scary. It had some scary moments. It wasn't scary. It was just, you know those um, stories that are more like uh, survival, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they, they've got to like make it, they've got to last as long as they can. So they're just trying to. Yeah. So they're quite des- desperate. So like exactly. Desperate. Yeah. It's bleak. It's completely bleak. And the film's okay. The film wasn't as good as it wasn't quite as bleak as the book. And be, as films normally do, they have to sort of brush over some of the character development. So it just felt a bit rushed in, in mm. places. But it's still I've good. Def- I've definitely seen that, but a long time ago. It's probably like 10 years old, isn't it? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 2006 ish, I think. Um, also caught Wreck 2 after. Oh, yeah. Yo, after episode with Johan uh, earlier in the year. Um, kind of always kind of fancied it um, and it's okay it's not as good as uh, the first one but it maybe that's a bit because... like... go on it feels a bit like it's retreading old ground doesn't it a little bit wrecked too yeah well it literally is like they're going it literally the same... is they go around the same ground yeah uh, I thought it was okay it got a bit video gamey at times you you see like Doom the film Doom yeah it felt like the that first, first person scene yeah yeah there's some creepy that moments. was go on. That, that was like one of the best bits of Doom though wasn't it the first person bit that was when it, yeah, it went sort of crazy. I mean, it was stu- it was it, ridiculous, but it yeah. kind of made you think. It made you think. It made you is, think of uh, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a really creepy bit when they find out towards the end, or in the in the place where the creepy woman is, um, that if you turn the lights off and go to night vision, you see another part of the room that's not there normally. Uh, so they go to night vision, and there's like a well, uh, right, and the guy's yeah. looking into it, and then he gets pulled in. And they go to normal, the light comes on, and then like the well's not even there anymore. That was kind of cool. It's kind of creepy. And yeah, then that's kind of cool. The makes last, no sense. The makes no sense at all. The last thing I saw was Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh. When was the last time you watched it? Oh god. See, I'm not I'm not one to return to that film very often. It's kind of stuck in my childhood. I don't think I've seen it since I was pretty young. Yeah, I forgot how uh, how funny it was. Like obviously not horror at all, but like it's just so the character like Jim Carrey was, was like a a national treasure. Oh yeah, I don't know. What yeah, well, there's now. there's a there's a new Netflix documentary isn't there about um Andy him Kaufman. in Ma- yeah. yeah Andy Kaufman Man on the Moon, um which looks pretty interesting. I'll probably give that a little dabble this week. I tried to get Catch the Airplane after, but uh, she lasted about ten minutes and I was like, I can't <laughs> can't do this. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. That's about it. So, um, yeah, man, should we talk about Stranger Things? Talk about the strangest things. Have you got like a, a, like a summary or something? Of, of yeah, yeah, show? yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, we've got, we got, we got little summaries. Got okay, so Stranger summary. Things, what is it? What the hell is it? So it's an American science fiction horror web television series created, written, and directed by the Duffer Brothers, as well as co-executive uh, produced by Sean Levy and Dan Cohen. Uh, the first season, released in July 2006, stars Winona Ryder, Dane Harbour, Finn Wolfhard, Millie Bobby Brown, Gaten Matarazzo, how are you saying his name? Caleb McLaughlin, um, Noah Schnapp. Um, for the second season, Sadie Dink, Dakra Montgomery, Sean Astin, Paul Reiser are added to the cast. 
probably don't need to read everybody's name out, but you know. No, I'll do it later as well. What well, a devil this. not. Okay, yeah. so basically the show is set in the fictional town of Hawkins, Indiana in the in the 1980s. The first season focuses on the investigation into the disappearance of a young boy, uh, Will Byers, amid supernatural events occurring around the town, including, a disappear- including the appearance of a girl with psychokinetic abilities who helps the missing boy's friends in their own search. Yeah, so that's basically a brief... Do we need yeah. to do we need to cut the brief recap of what happens in season one? Uh, we, we okay, yeah. So let me try and remember it because I haven't watched it since it aired last year. Um, it's weird that they call it a web television show on that, by the way. Why not? Yeah, just I know. Show? That was weird. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, it's on the web, isn't it? It's on the World Wide Web. You got to get yeah. on the line to watch it. On the Can't line. Watch it. <laughs> Are you on the line? <laughs> um, so yeah, basically. First season, Will gets abducted by some creature, gets taken into the Upside Down, which is like this weird parallel dimension where everything's kind of falling apart. A bit like Silent Hill, isn't it? Mm, where yeah. everything's sort of like destroyed and sort of the, the dark side of of the ta- of the town. And there are ways to connect with each other through those two dimensions. So his mother, Joyce, uh, and Bonona Ryder, and the town's police chief, Jim Hopper, they search for Will while obviously his friends search for him as well. And then there's a lot of stuff with this sort of like dark, um, evil scientific, uh, the government lab bad sort of government government yeah. lab, and they and there's a girl called Eleven um, who escapes, and she's got like psychokinetic abilities, and she assists the friends sort of like trying to trying to help find Will. Yeah. And then at the end of the first series, when Will was eventually found, we don't need to go into how he was found. Um, we see that he's still influenced by certain entities from the upside down. He sort of sees something in the mirror. Coughs, up, coughs his guts up. Um, so then, obviously, that's pretty much where season two picks off, which is a year after season one. That's a uh, well recapped, by the way. It was a good job there. Um, so th- yeah, this show I kind of uh, this show kind of came out of nowhere. I so the first season one was amazing because I wasn't expecting it. Like it was just, and when you watched it, 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 it was. I don't think I've ever seen anything that kind of captured the eighties kids adventure. Goonies, but kind of dark. I'm gonna say Gremlin sort of vibe as well as it as well as it did. Um, so it kind of came out of left field, and it was it was so good. No one would expect <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, it's like the perfect homage to pop culture of that decade. Really, like everything just feels uh, Spielberg, Joe Carpenter, Stephen King. Hmm. It just feels it just feels like that. It feels like they, they've managed a bottle that essence of nostalgia that mag- yeah they they're have just selling it and by the just, shit turn now and they're selling it by the shit turn <laughs> yeah. when i first saw the trailer for it i was like that looks amazing um see i wasn't that keen. i was like um i'm not i don't know maybe maybe i'll give it a go well, i wasn't thought, like, it looked, thought it looked a little bit like super eight and yeah that's what i that's what i had like, in my head yeah 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 so it's obviously like the the updated spielberg-esque science fiction adventure type thing where you can it it's got that it's got that amount of nostalgia in it, but obviously it is brand spanking new. But then now it's like a cultural phenomenon. So like yeah. season one came and went, and I remember when I started watching it, I do you never know when these things are gonna really blow up. But yeah, it's a cultural phenomenon now, which in a way, I mean, how do you feel about that when it comes around to a second series of that? Because there's so much expectation when it comes to something like this now. So I wasn't, um, I wasn't that. I mean, I felt like so. It'd been a year since season one came out, and I know a lot of people were like really buzzing for season two, and I just wasn't that bothered. Like, I don't know what it was. I kind of felt like season one was great, season two won't be as good. Like, 
they'll it'll be too much of the same thing and i won't be mm. that bothered about it so i watch it but i won't be that like asked but then um again so my expectations went low again and then i was like blown away again <laughs> so like uh what i would say though so the nostalgia thing do you because a lot of people are saying and they're using the same criticism against Freddy player one is that it's kind of just play like if they just reference 80s things culture people will respond to it and that's kind of all they're doing what do you what do you think that like yeah. as, a, as a criticism because I, I don't really think it holds too much weight no i don't think it holds too much weight it feels like its own thing it's got its own identity as even though yes it does reference a lot of stuff and there's a lot of callbacks to things um they're not proper in your face you know i mean they're not like hey yeah. remember this thing from the 80s it's a bit like these characters are in situations and doing things and they're it does, feel, it does feel like it's got its own identity. It doesn't necessarily feel fresh yeah. and new, but it does feel like it's got... It felt I mean, scary. Stuff that happened. It felt scarier as well than what I think those older shows, uh, those older influences did. Like the Demogorgon <clears throat> was genuinely mm. scary. In fact, like I think, um, uh, was it Barb? When Barb gets killed and uh, yeah. had that whole sort of jaw, Jaws vibe thing going on. Yeah, it, it definitely took me by surprise. And yeah, it had its own identity. And yeah. the characters were so I think, good. I think, yeah, exactly. I think in terms of characters, the style, like the cinematography, which I think is better probably in this series. Well, yeah, um, so did they do that? That's what I want to ask you. So do you think they did that on purpose? Because the cinematography in this one is updated. It's like a better camera, like a more expensive camera. Like, I don't know what it is. I feel like they've gone, they've Maybe tried more, to... More of, I feel more like of the, a budget now? Well, yeah, but I think they, that's on purpose. So like... At, when you used to get like so Gremlins, the Gremlins too, the first one was always kind of low budget and like a little bit crappy. And then when that did well, the second one was like bigger, better. Everything seems slightly like, yeah. uh, and I think that might I be what, what you were going for. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Cause now it's like the threat, like it, it's a very classic sort of like horror science fiction thing from like the eighties and nineties yeah. where the sequel, the horror the threat is just like multiplied. So you got so alien. That- Aliens. Alien and aliens, yeah. Gremlins, there's a lot of gremlins, but Gremlins too does a shitload. I feel like season one should have been called Stranger Thing, and then this one should have been called Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the music is great. Uh, this, um, this, this season, especially. Yeah. I think, th- th- I mean, this is, this is what I'm going to say without going into massive, de- massive detail. I think the first season for me felt far more superior in terms of story. I think the arc everybody and everything that kind of happened felt like it finished nicely this one i feel like the story doesn't have that much direction half the time Mm. it feels a little bit like i mean the characters are so good and their relationships are so good within each other everybody gets so much to do that but i just felt like the story needed a bit more dynamic it didn't feel to me like it was going anywhere new i mean there were more creatures but i felt like 11 was kind of treated almost in the same way, especially up to the finale. Yeah. Her, what she had to do in the finale of the first series, based on what she had to do in the finale of the second series, was essentially the same. Well, we just we, we talked about it before. Like it's um, on a bigger scale. It's the same formula, <laughs> like the same um, up and down. So, uh, Will, yeah. who is uh, essentially taken again, is like uh, this time he's sort of infected. And he's mentally not there. Um, Eleven. Uh, disappears and then reappears at the end to save the day um, and the rest of the time the other guys are <clears throat> I feel like this one has just got more they've tried to spread things out a little bit more so uh, you've got Nancy and 
uh, Will's brother, they go on their own little side quest. Um, you've yep. got like the new human bad guy who who kind of doesn't really do that much in the no. end. No, I mean, I mean, his involvement is kind of pointless, really. I mean, he does get a moment, obviously, where we do see him sort of as as a big threat, but his involvement in the whole in Storm Hall doesn't really have any bearing on anything, does it? Yeah, yeah. really. And then you've got, um, but uh, yeah, I feel like it, oh, come on, come on, sorry. Um, I just think, I just think occasionally the plot feels a bit aimless. Yeah, feels a little bit like it's retreading old ground. Um, it obviously there's a particular, <coughs> particular episode where we try and build the world, and which almost feels a little bit cheap because it feels a bit like, um, here are some more characters. Here are some characters who are similar to Eleven, or one character who's similar to Eleven. Yeah, <clears throat> feels like it's trying to build a world. It doesn't feel genuine. It feels almost like, oh, we're going to prep you for a spin-off now because here's something else. And the yeah. fact that there was someone else who had powers like like Eleven, it just felt a bit X Men to it me. Got, yeah, but like had, like cheapo X Men, Mutant X, yeah, or whatever that that uh, TV show is called, or, or like season two of Heroes or something where it was just Hero, like it was Hero. That's the thing. <laughs> it stunk of Heroes. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. So episode, I, I felt like episode seven derailed everything to such a degree. Like it. I mean. I'm sure for a lot of people it was it was a good sort of world building thing, but it derailed everything to such a degree for me that I almost felt like I couldn't get back on board with it. I think I let after season. Yeah, after season, I know what you mean. After, Especially because episode six it, ended with such a high, ah, like yeah. a pulse beating moment. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Eleven, obviously Millie Bobby Brown is great. Eleven's character is great, but I almost felt like you know you know when you're watching a certain TV show and there's a few characters and you're just like just leave these characters alone and go back to the people I want to be spending time with. And for me, it just felt like I wanted like the, the, the kids. I just felt like I was more interested in their story. Noah Schnapp in particular as Will Byers. Mm. I, th- I thought he was amazing. And I kind of like, I don't want to sound like a miserable old bastard. Cretin, miserable bastard but yeah. I, I know, I know 11 is like a one trick pony kind of in terms of character because she's trying to like relearn what it is to be, Mm. A little girl, really, isn't she? But I just felt a bit bored of her. Yeah. Like every time there was a nosebleed, I got annoyed. Oh, you why pit? Yeah, I don't <laughs> why <mean>. pit? <laughs> I uh, well, I know, I know why they did what they did in episode seven because if 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 she if she didn't have that episode in any sort of part of it, if they went straight from episode six to eight and then nine, and then she would just turn up towards the end to save the day, it would feel so much like Deus Ex Machina. It would feel you'd feel the yeah. hands of the but it still kind of did feel like that for me. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know how they could have fixed it then, because I mean, they have to have a maybe. I mean, maybe Eleven just should have just not been in this season, <laughs> like, and they sort I of did, figured a way around. I did think it. that, but that would have been not. That would have been nuts, really, wouldn't it? It's, not it's like Hellraiser about Pinhead. It's like Nightmare on Elm Street about Freddy. Yeah, I yeah. just felt like by the time it got to the finale, she felt like a young Jean Grey to me. A, a, long, a young Jean Grey from the X Men movies, hmm. who is insufferable. She is insufferable. She Jean is, Grey yeah. does my nothing. And there was e- even a moment where she kind of like looked a bit like Jean Grey does at the end of like X Men: The Last Stand, where her face goes all a bit like dark and her eyes go a bit dark and she's like floating about. And it just felt yeah, a bit like. Yeah. Whereas before, I kind of felt like, "Come on, Eleven, beat the Demogorgon's ass." This time, I just felt like, "Oh." Yeah, because it just doesn't. There's no like, there's no real threat because you're just like whatever happens, 
to anyone. Eleven's going to show up and save the day by doing yeah. what exactly? Closing the gate, just just thinking really hard about it. Just like, thinking really hard. She well, you know, she uses two hands rather than one. It's uh, more effort yeah. involved in that. I think she even gets a double nosebleed. I think it comes down both sides. Oh yeah, she does. That was it. That was, <laughs> so that's was like, you know, that's yeah. a lot of nosebleed. I know, I know. There was a lot done for her backstory, but yeah. I don't feel like it satisfied me as much as I expected it to. As soon as I started realizing we're going to get some eleven backstory, I was yeah. hyped for that. And as soon as we started actually getting the eleven backstory, I started feeling like, well, I don't know it, if I really care. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. So there's an episode where I think it's episode three. So we find out that she, at the end of season one, we find that she sort of disappears. Is she dead? Probably not. She's in the upside down or whatever. And then the start of this season, we find out she's living with Jim Hooper in a cabin. Uh, Chief Jim Hooper. And um, is it Jim Hooper? Jim Hopper? Hopper. 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 <laughs> uh, Jim Hopper. Okay. Uh, Chopper. And um, and then we have a flashback to sort of bring us up to the point where, so she killed the thingy majobby, went to Mike's house, but Mike had loads of government agents around who were making him sign non-disclosure agreements or some, something. And then... Um, and then she sort of walks around the woods, kills some critters, cooks them and eats them, and then finds Chopper's house. Chopper, right? she finds <laughs> Chopper's house. <What? laughs> Eric Banner. Yeah. Uh, just turns up. Um, yeah, so obviously we understand. This is, I mean, this is in the first episode, isn't it? This is uh, the first episode? It's the third episode when we do the flashback. Ah, uh, the third episode bit. when we get this. Yeah. Okay, so maybe if we just if we just go and like cover everything from the start, not not in massive detail. Okay. But um, but so so episode one, chapter one is Mad Max, isn't it? Yeah. Um and then we get like this initial thing where you see Callie and her gang and she uses her psychic powers to escape the police. So they that, do like a robbery. That's kind of really random as well, because that for for that one intro bit where we've got this other character uh mm. to take the intro of season two and then only really be in episode eight in episode seven. Yeah. Kind of, I don't know. It's such a weird outfield. Yeah, and and everyone and everyone. I mean, I know we got more of these in episode seven, but I think everyone in this gang annoyed me for a different reason. Okay, like... so we got um, the bodybuilder. He was he wasn't too bad. Uh, the the guy who's been he, in porn. To be fair, he was all right. He was all right. I knew you recognized. Him. I knew you recognized him from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I knew you recognized him veins. And. Uh... <laughs> Uh, got girl with mohawk. She's kind of um, not mohawk, uh, Afro type thing. She wasn't really anything, I don't think. She just said a couple of lines. She was... Yeah, there was a girl who looked like Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Um, basically, let's guy, not give, let's, not, let's mohawk, not give yeah. these two two guys too much attention. They're all a bit crap. It was almost it was almost like here's a gang of like oddballs that are supposed to be. You're supposed to feel some sort of connection to. Yeah. They're going around doing robberies and killing people because they're all balls and they're all balls together. The girl, the girl who played Callie. Yeah. I, I didn't think, I didn't believe it. Well, you know, weirdly that episode seven, I think was the only one, um, the person who directed that episode, only directed that episode and all the other episodes are directed by either the Duffer brothers or Andrew Stanton, which is quite exciting to see. He's the guy who directed up Wally and, uh, all these like, Pixar oh, right, films. Okay. Yeah. That's so, cool. So maybe that director just kind of, I'm afraid to say, kind of shit the bed. <laughs> you shit the bed? <laughs> yeah. I just didn't believe it. Like, Callie, every time she was saying stuff that was supposed to have emotional weight to it, that Eleven was supposed to be listening to, I kind of just thought, who are you? Who are you? Yeah, I know what you mean. And, uh, who are you? Imagine if, if you were the, those actors and uh, someone asked, like, oh, have you been in anything special? Would you admit to being 
the shit part of like the greatest like TV show yeah. in like yeah. yeah. We were the part that you didn't like in that. Well, that's the thing. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's it's very difficult. Well, guys. So, yeah, so uh, episode one. So, um, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so So, we opened with uh, Go on. Reintroduced to everybody, all the kids. Yeah. Um, Will's kind of like trying to get back to normal. So, so it's a year later. It's um, got a PTSD type situation going on. Yeah. Winona Ryder's um, character has got a new bit of filth knocking about, um, who is (laughs) Samwise. Yeah, Bob. Uh, what do you think about Bob? Like, the, so these new characters we've got three in in this season. We've got Bob, who's played by Sean Astin, Max, who's played by some girl, and then, <laughs> and then uh, what? I don't know his name. The, the other guy is played by some Billy, guy. Billy. 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 He's played, played by, by the Red Ranger from one of the Power Rangers. <laughs> He's yeah. played by all the Red Rangers. Yeah. Together, <laughs> Margaret. Um, yeah, I thought they were good. I mean, I was untrustworthy of all of them. I was like, oh, what's what, what are these agend- the agendas going around here? Yeah. Um, um, Bob, Sean Astin was great there. I thought, you know, when we first started, I thought, oh, Sean Astin, he got a feeling he might be a, a government but, agent yeah, or something. Yeah, I thought yeah, that. Yeah. He was planted. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, um, he's kind of grown up in the neighborhood. He's He works in like a video store. It's, it's weird because I kind of feel like the, my day job is I work in sort of IT. I kind of feel like he does like the same version of what I do, but back in the day. Yeah. But, yeah. So he has like two free cables. So he automa- like, automatically yeah. had a, a, a connection to it. Yeah, yeah. But he was he was really good. I just kind of really liked his his character in, in the end. I mean, we'll we'll yeah. come to more he was of it. Na- but uh, nice man. Yeah. Um. So uh, what's so Will has uh, uh some like episodes where he sees this is the episode where we kind of introduced the the big thing we saw in the trailer. It's like a big, yeah. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a big spidery bug. Tentacle, tentacle shadow, shadow beast looked very Lovecraftian to me in some of the uh, some yeah. of the trailers. Um, yeah, so they're they're at the arcade and obviously just chilling out at the arcade again. Loads of loads of like classic games you get to see. Um, someone's got a high score on what on uh, what's his name uh, Dustin's favorite game and it's called Mad Max. Everyone's was like, who the hell's this then? Who's the hell's what this? What was the game again? Up. Which game were they playing? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, the guy. Some who, shit. Some shit. The guy. Look at it, it's only eight bit. There's the one guy. Um, the guy who played like the uh, the guy who worked at the arcade looked like he was yeah. born to play that role. Yeah. Like he looked like what you expected that kind of guy to look like. So much. Yeah. So yeah. So so Will has a little bit of an episode where he sees he sees the upside down again, um, and he sort of wanders outside the uh, the arcade, sees the big shadowy spider tentacle monster in the sky yeah um and then what's he do is he faint does he pass out oh yeah oh no i think will uh sorry mike snaps him out of it yeah mike's kind of there to sort of look after him i think um and whilst he's doing that um uh what's the other kids dustin and what's the lucas lucas yeah they're they're kind of just like um if we're at this season, we have like a bit of love triangle thing. So they're falling in, you know, trying to get with this girl who's who's the um, who's the, who, who is, is the Max? She is the Mad Max, <laughs> she um, the and, Mad she, Max. and and they sort of like they're stalking her a little bit. Well, not stalking her, just uh, watching her from afar. Yeah, you know that's fine. Uh, and then we obviously reintroduce Nancy and Steve, um, who this was a bit of a weird story um, line bit where Barb's parents weren't aware, like obviously how she died, and they feel like they can't tell anyone because the government officials have said. If you tell anyone, we'll end D- you. Duff you up, yeah. 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 Um, and then at the same time, 
we've got Chief Hopper, Chopper, the Chopper Man. Um, he's he's dealing with the everyday again, and he's um, someone's poisoned some pump- pumpkins, and he goes out to look at them, and uh, it's all a bit off there. Um, so yeah, it feels like there's lots of little like plot points being sort of uh, lots of story seeds being sowed. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I I heard one of the uh, critters with this season is that it was slow. But I thought it was great. I thought like it felt like I don't know. It just felt like this is the first twenty minutes of um, uh, an eighties sequel to me. It felt like really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think the, I think there's nothing wrong with the pacing of it. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, it was just the content of where where these sort of story threads ended up. Yeah, and how they how they sort of connected. But as I said, everyone's so good that it almost just it, feels... it was nice to be back with those characters. There, there's such a charm to them. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. And and no one sort of gets left behind. Like in a big ensemble cast like this, it can feel difficult, and certain characters can sort of get left behind or left in the I background. Felt, I felt like Mike got a bit left behind in this one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe you're right, maybe you're right. But he was like one of my favorite guys in the last one. But this one, he just kind of felt like like a, he was always like kind of mardy about something. (laughs) He was moaning about stuff. He was pretty moany in this one as well. So so the end end of this episode, Dustin hears a noise like in in like the trash can. Outside his house, um, Will has another sort of um, vision, and then at the end we see Hopper go home to like a cabin in the woods, where oh, yeah, it, yeah. where obviously you find out that Eleven's been staying there. Yeah, assuming for like a whole year, and he's keeping her sort of away from the government officials, keeping her hidden because they obviously must think she's dead. Um, yeah. Keep keeping her safe, and obviously her her, her hair's grown, isn't it? Feeding her, her hair's grown back. <laughs> feeding her waffles, teaching her English. Um... Yeah, be like a surrogate sort of dad sort of thing. But he's also very yeah. protective. You know, I think in the last season we find his his kid died, and I think Eleven's kind of taking that that role for now. Um, and then episode two is called Trick or Treat Freak. Uh, so in the trailers this season, we had a lot of them dressed up in the Ghostbusters uniform, and this is like the the episode where they where they go out and do it. Um, yeah. So 
Oh, maybe, maybe it's this episode. Just re- like really thing here. Maybe it's this episode where we have the flashback with. Yeah. So um, it, here's here's where all the plot stuff to do with Eleven, where she's been, what she's been doing, and how she came to be living with Hopper is right. all sort of, is all yeah. sort of cleared up in the first ten minutes or so. Um, and then we cut back to present day. Well, the eight is <laughs> we come back come back to the current present in this story, uh, where Eleven's obviously asking to go trick or treat, and she loves a bit of trick or treating, obviously. How does yeah. she even know what it is? And here's where we lay the uh, sow the seed for Steve Steve Harrington's like rise to fan favorite. <laughs> so like, yeah. every, if you get a bit of unrequited love, people are already going to be like sympathizing with you. But so him and Nancy, they're at a party. He's a very different guy to what he used to be. Uh, he seems like a lot calmer, um, mm-hmm. kind of like a happy guy. And um, they get drunk, and then Nancy says she doesn't love him, and then she says bullshit. Like bullshit. many times, yeah. and I just think, yeah, bullshit. Yeah, bullshit, it is all Steve. bullshit. This is in the eighties. This is and then Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan, the little square, turns up and takes her home and law oh, puts her in bed. Takes her, doesn't he take her shoes off or something? I don't know. Yeah, does he take his shoes off? That's weird. Possibly. Then again, maybe he does. Nothing worse maybe. than getting your shoes on the bed. Exactly. Nothing yeah. worse. Nothing yes. worse. So then. Upside the down. lads, <laughs> the lads go trick or treating next. The lads, yeah, lads on tour, lads on tour, dresses the Ghostbusters. Yeah, I like, I like the little back and forth they all have when they're trying to work out who should be uh, Winston. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I always liked Winston growing up. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. like the whole thing, but like, yeah, I know Lucas I, Slate. Lucas, I mean, no offense, Lucas, but you kind of look like you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, he's getting typecast there as Winston. Yeah. He don't want to be Winston, so he says Winston. He joins. He joins up late. He's not even a scientist. I mean, he's got. Uh, he's got some good points there. He drives the car. He drives a cool car around, doesn't he? And uh, I mean, he, he becomes more of a main character in the Ghostbusters too. If, I wonder how Lucas would have felt if Mike turned up and was just like, "Yeah, I'm Winston." In blackface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna say that. But, yeah, uh, they couldn't well, do that. They can't get over that in, in today's... You don't have to back do... in the 80s, they would have been fine, I guess. But, uh... In the 80s? <laughs> Very well, different time. There we go. Um, yeah, so they go trick-or-treating. Yeah. Will yeah. has another bloody vision. He's always having bloody visions, and he just chill out, mate. So he sees... He's in the upside down. He sees the sort of spidery thing in the sky and is pretty terrified, runs and hides. Yeah. Um. And, and then... What happens next? Well, I think it, I think it sort of ends. Um, uh, Mike tries to talk to Eleven with his in his bedroom, um, with his little hut thing where he goes, and then yeah. and then it, I think so it, he's so he's he's been radioing her, yeah, for like days and days, and she's been hearing it, yeah, but not not able to answer because Hopper doesn't want her to talk to him or something. Uh, and then at the end, it sort of so Dustin finds the the creature in his in his trash can, um, and then we get the next. Episode episode three, the Poliwog. Is that named after the Pokemon? I don't know. Is there a Poliwog Pokemon? Well, I think there's a Poliwhirl. I'm not too sure if it evolves into a Poliwhirl. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds delicious, a Poliwhirl. Yeah. Uh, what so are you eating there? Just a lovely, <laughs> just a lovely little treat, a Poliwhirl. It's bloody delicious. The, this episode's got um. So Dustin is basically he's got this little creature he keeps in his lizard tank or whatever it is, um, and it reminds me. There's a film that I've not seen in absolutely years. I think it's called The Gate Two. Have you ever seen the? I can't remember. I don't think I've ever seen the first one. But The Gate Two, they have they get this little pet troll thing, <laughs> and they feed it like chocolate and stuff, and it lives in like um 
and I'm sure that's what they were doing with this because the, the one of the episodes yeah. is called the gate. Um, and they feed but, his little uh, troll thing, uh, and I'm, I'm sure it bites. It becomes like nasty little thing, and it bites one. This of them reminded me a little bit of like either like ET, where you're like keeping a creature yeah. hidden, yeah, or like um, flight of the navigator, where I believe I've seen that in there's so like long. A, yeah, I believe there's like a tiny little creature thing that maybe gets hidden. And there gets is, fed. yeah. In the uh, they have like loads of little creatures in their little yeah cupboards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are yeah. parts of this that reminded me of flight of the navigator as well, just like that. It's just a bit creepy. Yeah, like there was a, there was a bit in Flight of the Navigator that used to terrify me, which was he goes off in the ship, and then when he comes back, someone else is living in his house because yeah, he's been gone for years, yeah. and that used to scare me. That used to that used to stay in my head for all the time. I'd go out playing football all day, come back, and in the back of my head, I'd be thinking, "What if someone else was living in my house?" Okay, oh, <laughs> they were talking about the time uh, I was at uh, Centre Parks. Have you been to Centre Parks? No, it's like a holiday town in, in the woods, yeah. and there's like lots of little cabins. The way the way it's set out, you've got like uh, cabins in a circle and like a little pond thing and then they'll kind of repeat that thing over and over again so i was out playing uh, in one of the little garden bits <laughs> went for a little walk got a bit lost and then ended up in another one of these identical places went back to where <laughs> i thought my mum and dad would be and it was empty like there's no there's nothing oh inside God. like people hadn't been in there for like months it's like dusty and cobweb inside maybe it's out of season or something but i remember like that i felt like i just stepped into another dimension like it was it was that was horrific. What did you What did you do? I think I just ah! of, yeah, I think just ran around and cried, and then eventually, uh, someone Christ. found me, and uh, I think I was like uh, four or something. I was really young. Uh, four. But Jeez. I mean, you know, crying. Never remember crying. Um, I mean, yeah, it was it was the other week. Anyway, uh, so what happens in in this? So they've got the little creature. Dustin takes it to school in the Ghostbusters thing. Yep. Which is pretty good. He got a Ghostbusters trap made, which is pretty serious. I mean, it it works and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He gets out. I think he gets out of the uh, thingy and runs is, away. Yeah, is this is this this one? Yeah, yeah. So so this one is there's sort of like quite a few things going on when he takes the when he takes there's a called Dart Tanyan. Dart Tanyan, yeah. Dart Um, so yeah, a lot more stuff with Will. Bob and Will have a little bit of um. So Bob obviously is a potential father figure for Will. Um, they sort of have a little bit of a connection where Bob sort of tells him a childhood nightmare about a clown. So yeah, it's a little bit of a throwback Pennywise there, um, encouraging him to sort of stand up to his fears. Um, then we get to Nancy and Jonathan, uh, help her tell um basically want to tell Barb's parents the truth. Yeah, I think they make a um, make a sort of plan, don't they? How they're going to go about doing it. Yeah, um, Hopper sort of, sort of, sort of manages to track down the pumpkin nonsense. All the pumpkins being rotten is actually linked back to the lab, which is obviously where Eleven was originally, where the source of the Upside Down is, where obviously the Demogorgon came from. It's where, so in season one, Eleven made that crack in the sort of realities, right? Yeah. I think when she first touched the Demogorgon or something like that. I mean, and now yeah. it's sort of like growing and it, it like they have to like have regular burns because it's like vine... Yeah. So now it's growing up into a big horrible pussy vagina, um, and it's Christy. just yeah. <laughs> and obviously the, the stringy. The... <laughs> no <Yeah>. need. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, obviously the government officials are trying to keep it at bay. Yeah. Because of oh, I'm assuming they're just worried that eventually this dimension, the upside down, is going to take over. Yeah. Our dimension somehow, some way. Um. So yeah. And at the same time, um. Will 
recognizes the sound that D'Artagnan makes as being a sound that he hears in the upside down. Yeah. I think at this point it was pretty obvious. I mean, even as soon oh, as yeah. Dustin found this, it was obvious that it was a Demogorgon or some sort. I thought it may have been the giant creature. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. I thought it could have been that, but um, no. no. And then it, so yeah, so basically, <laughs> it just keeps growing, keeps shedding its skin, keeps growing and growing. Um, and then do they discover? Uh, I think they, uh, Dustin finds it, puts it in his hat, and then he says yeah, it's right. gone or something. He can't find it, but uh, he has actually got it. And at the end of this episode, Will has another vision of the upside down, where almost like the big creature sort of goes into him. Like it turns into this big sort of like tornado of pain yeah. and goes straight down his throat. Delicious. And then it sort of ends with him going, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he should have made that noise, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so chapter knows. chapter four is Will the Rock. And then Will it the ends because the black and he goes <laughs> 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 Poor Will. Gassy. Poor, poor Will. <laughs> yeah, chapter four, Will the Wise. Um what the hell happened in this one? I can't remember this one. So basically, they get Will's at home, um, and he's he's acting a bit strange. His temperature's really low. He refuses a warm bath because she asks, "I'm going to run me a bath, and we'll warm you up." And he's like, "He likes it cold." No one likes a cold bath. That that <laughs> alarm bells are ringing. Yeah. Um, freak. Eleven returns to the cabin because in the previous episode she'd gone to the school where she'd like seen Mike and Max. So I'm in a bit of a back and forth and she thought they were flirting she gets ever so jealous 11 i think god say grow up grow up grow up so that's just when she and hopper have a bit of a fight hopper grounds her um yeah and And then there's the whole map sequencing bit here where yeah so so will is like drawing he just starts scribbling on pieces of paper with crayons and he sort of be makes like this huge map that gets sort of plastered all across the whole house, really, pretty much, isn't it? This is like the equivalent. So in season one, you have like the lights, the Christmas fairy lights, and um, you have like the letters. This is like the equivalent of that. So they yeah. fill the house with this sort of map of it looks like like streams and rivers and stuff. Yeah, um, I just thought, how would you be able to put that together in yeah, a way that was, it, it, you, know, you, you kind of those kind of things are like um, uh, you know you get like the little racetrack things as kids, and they, yeah. you can piece them however the hell you want. Like there would be no yeah. way to tell that like you were doing the no. right one. It wouldn't really make sense, would it? Yeah. Um, but somehow they work it out. I don't know. Yeah. So um, after the ma- after the map stuff, uh, Nancy and Jonathan are caught by these lab agents. So they're thinking about telling Barb's mum and dad how she died and all about the upside down. But the agents sort of take them back to the lab um, and sort of show them the b- big crusty vagina, which is... <laughs> the crack. The crack. The crack. Yeah. The cracking. Um... And then, the, uh, I, can't, what's, I can't remember this guy's name, but he's like the head of the government operation at the minute in, yeah, in this so season. Yeah, so it's Burke from uh, Alien, isn't it? Aliens. Um, he's quite a nice guy. Like, he is the opposite yeah. of what the guy in the last season was like. Yeah, he's opposite from, oh, is it Matthew, Matthew charming, Moody? cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. So we start to see um, the introduction of Billy, who is Max's older brother, who's like a bit of a... Bully. Bit of a... Bit of, a, bit of a bully, but he's a bit of a racist absolute... as well. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't outright say it, but no, he's a bit racist. Have you noticed a lot of the time, bad guys in eighties throwback things like it and this, and probably other things, 
are always fans of like Metallica and Slayer <laughs> and like yeah. they listen to metal <laughs> and it's almost like going well if anyone listened to metal back in those days obviously they're evil what was the guy who uh, in Stand By Me who played this role Keeper Sutherland Keeper Sutherland yeah I, could, he, I think Keeper Sutherland um, personified what this character is yeah. I feel like it's been like it's an archetype and it's used all the time well, it yeah so it's like, a bu- it's like a bully yeah. who yeah. is who is also bullied by his dad, so he takes out on yeah, everybody else. Yeah. But he always goes too far and is willing to like murder people. Like do you, you're like never kind of like sure if you won't just go that extra edge and like, yeah. knife you or something. Like, yeah. In, so in, it, in it, they went like completely all the way with it. But yeah. Um. So then, at the end of this episode, we start to see Eleven contacting like um someone who she thinks is going to be her mum. Yeah. Um a bit a bit more of a backstory, Jane. Um and then Dustin discovers that Dart again is getting even bigger and uh is eating his cat. See, I thought this was like too too much. I mean like, <laughs> like well I can understand it, but I don't think they needed to have it like eating the cat. I just felt so sorry for like his mum and like Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. And like she had, a, she had a new cat at some point, then she pretty much immediately <laughs> But I, so I kind of appreciate um, that it kind of it did make me kind of scared of darts and like what dart was going to be capable of growing into. But at the same time, uh, later on they try and get us to sympathize with dart, and I was like, "Fuck that!" Like, yeah, I, I he is not a no, good I didn't guy. get that. Yeah, I yeah. didn't get that when they trying to get us to sympathize with dart. Previously, they'd explained that all of these smaller demogorgons, which become like the threat. So obviously, you had the big demogorgon in the first one. Now we've got like dog demogorgons, demodogs, demodogs. Yeah. 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 Um, understand that they're like a hive mind controlled by that big sort of shadow creature. Yeah. Why does Dart recognize Dustin? Well, I feel like they might have some like, you know, base consciousness and then it's just sort really... of overrided by, in the same way really... that Will's like, Will's at Will, but he gets overrided by the, the yeah, storm. Yeah, 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 kind of stuff. yeah. Okay. So pretty much at the end of this episode, um, Hopper follows Will's map, which he drew. Follows it to a field where all the pumpkins were and finds a tunnel corrupted by the upside down and goes down into it. Obviously, why wouldn't you? Yeah. And uh, like without like a gas mask or anything, just starts sniffing the flowers. Hmm, this is lovely. <laughs> starts singing a song and skipping through. Um, and then uh, is, is it here where he... Um... Yeah, so it's the next episode. So chapter five is Dig Dug. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Um, and all these vines sort of trap um, Hopper in the infected tunnels and he kind of just lies down and takes it <laughs> and they, yeah. ah! oh, well, I'm, I'm tired anyway <laughs> <laughs> so and, will soon realizes that hopper's in danger yeah the vines start massaging him into like a false sense of security it's fine like a massage chair just giving him You'll gentle be all right vibrations in the lower back <laughs> well okay <laughs> nice trapper get, gets it bad you know he needs a little relaxation every now and again um okay so Perfect. uh what happens there lucas um so Lucas tells Max the truth about Will's disappearance, but she doesn't believe him. She's like, that's a great story, man. Harry, tell me about it next time. <laughs> literally just absolutely mugs him right off. Yeah. Um, and there's a, the, the other side story here, which I wasn't that bothered about, but um, there's basically a guy, a reporter sort of guy who's trying to out the government, he's like a conspiracy theory, and then Jonathan and Nancy take the tape that they recorded from the previous episode to him and they say this is proof and they have a whole thing with him saying like oh this vodka is too strong i need to water it down it's like a whole thing i wasn't 
it was, it was a nice scene in itself, I guess, but um, I just wasn't that bothered about it, to be honest. Yeah, I wasn't too bothered about this. This was yeah. part of it where I didn't really understand. And then they obviously they agree at this point to go and take down the lab, don't they agree, they agree at this point? Or is that a little bit later on? Uh, yeah, they, they agree to, to, you know, I think um, they say, they're going to say that uh, the government has poisoned the water or something like that. And that's why Barb yeah. died and they covered up her death that way and that yeah. kind of thing. Uh, a bit, so, bit so, complicated. So it'll essentially um, go against that government agency, whatever, whatever they're called. I haven't got a name for them. Um, and at the same time, get a bit of justice for Bob, maybe to get some money for the parents and that kind of thing, a bit of dollar. Yeah. Um, and then Jonathan and Nancy sleep one off. They get it together. <laughs> sleep one <laughs> And uh, <laughs> Sleep one off. Yeah. Um, and then that, that's, that's all happening there. So, I mean, they're going to get, they're like together basically now. So poor Steve, um, who I think comes back into it later on. Um, but at this point, Steve's like, you know, write-off character, like, I yeah, just, I just but then, but he, but he does get a different role where he is like with the kids. Yeah, and so so Dustin um, recruits Steve to help him fight the uh, dart who's getting bigger and bigger, trapped in the cellar. They go after him, but he's like dug a hole through. Yeah, through the floor. So, so he's gone. Um, and then I think the rest is that. The, so this is the episode where they go out to Steve Harrington and Dustin are walking along like the train tracks. Yeah, towards trying to find the the demi dog, and they're like leaving trails of, of meat and stuff. They're like on a mission, and this is the point where like um, I think everyone saw this episode and were like, "Oh wow, this is actually quite kind of a really cool little pairing." Like, yeah, Steve yeah, yeah. starts giving Dustin like advice about like girls and stuff, and it's like a really mm. like lovely sort of um, a uh, bit of a bromance sort of thing going on. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, they bump into the other two, Max and Max and Lucas. Lucas I always get Lucas's name for some reason. And then they find a way to. We're going to call it the Barons. It's not the Barons, but it's like the equivalent of, yeah, of the Barons. Um, Just a load of buses it. and shit. Yeah, this is the yeah. bit I found this maybe the most tense part of the series because I literally thought Steve was going to die because I kind of at that point I still thought like they've given him a little bit of a nice thing, but he's still expendable. So this is where he dies. So. Well, they have. I've, I think we're I think we're discussing chapter five and chapter six in tandem at this at this point. <laughs> oh right, okay. Um, yeah. Okay, well, let's jump back a little bit then before we talk. Well, about it, just just we'll just clear out what happened at the end of chapter five, which was um, eleven basically hitchhikes um, to to her mum's house, and right. this is when she yeah. starts she starts sort of tele- telepathically communicating with her, seeing that she was like crippled by sh- forced shock therapy because um, she had. Eleven, her daughter taken away from her. See, even as you're saying all this kind of extra side eleven story, my, I'm just like, I've written, I've written this stuff off. Like, I just not, not that thought about it. I want to get back. Like, it was, it was kind of cool, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah. It, it just wasn't doing it for me. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then at the end, of, same here, really. Um, at the end of this episode, Bob figures out Hopper's location, and then they go to the tunnels to rescue him. Scientists from Hawkins' lab turn up as well, and they all start burning all the vines and get Hopper out. Yeah. Then Will, Will screams in agony that he's obviously connected to to the upside down in this way, and he sort of has a bit of a fit. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought, which I thought was amazing. Like uh, when he's having a fit, I was generally like, "Oh my god, Jesus Christ, is he all right?" Yeah. Well, he's uh, epileptic. The actor, they just shine some lights at him and. <laughs> meth- oh no. Method. <laughs> uh, that's not true. Anyway, uh, ah. <laughs> chapter six. Um, Evil. The spy. Um, so, at what point do we get the uh, the bit where Steve? It goes to the dogs. Is is that later on in this episode or? 
Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. in this episode. Okay. Cool. Um, so, so Will is rushed to the lab and he can't like recognize Bob, Hopper, or Mike. Is that right? Is it Mike? I think Mike's uh, there with them yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's like kind of like losing it a little bit. So we understand that he's been possessed by the ups- by the sort of. I'm assuming it's a shadow monster. Yeah. Um, and then this is where Hopper gets to see the lab um, basement, which is where the crusty vagina is. Yeah. Um, which is lovely. <laughs> I think you get to the point where um, Owens, the, the the government guy, is he's like the the consciousness conscience for the um, yeah for the government because they it's... could they could just burn all those vines and stuff, but he knows that it might kill Will, so he he kind of wants to fight that side of it. Yeah, because they have like a sort of meeting, don't they? And they sort of yeah. agree that that's probably the best thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is where we get to see the stuff with Steve and Dustin and all the other kids when they set up a trap right. for Dart at the junkyard. Yeah. Um, Max kind of opens up to Lucas about Billy's anger. And then we kind of get a bit of backstory to these characters. So there's been a remarriage and they've had to sort of move to Hawkins. <laughs> yeah. and, I'm just remembering you know... Lucas's scream. He did it a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about it, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, this is where the bit where you said you thought Steve was going to die. Well, yeah. So what happens? So um, the demi demo dog demi dog Dart is like walking towards the bus where they're all hiding in, and Steve goes out to bash his brains in with his baseball bat. It's just yeah. with a baseball bat, and then all of a sudden there seems to be like loads of them, like a pack of like them all sort of gathering around him. And I was like, they killed the cat. I mean, you know, all, <laughs> yeah. all bets are off. I, I don't know now. Um, I kind of thought they were going to kill somebody at some point. I did as well. Yeah, like well, I suppose they do soon. Uh, but I was just, I just thought he was going to die, and um, I don't, yeah. So, so what happens? He just gets back in the bus, and then, they, then he they basically they basically just get back in the bus and they're sort of like trapped there. But then the dumb, oh, yeah. then, then okay. the dumber dogs do eventually leave. Yeah, because um, there's because Will basically is now pretty much being controlled by the shadow monster, but he says. That he knows how to stop the shadow monster, and a team of soldiers are sent into the tunnels. And then he's um, the the hive mind, whatever they call it. They haven't really got name for it, name for it yet, I don't think. Um, yeah. Is making him say that so the soldiers get ambushed by the the demi demi dogs. <laughs> is yeah. that right? That's okay. right. Yeah. And they get slaughtered. Um, so... That what did that remind you of? It reminded me of a uh, bit of um, Jurassic Park a little bit. Uh, the new one though. I'm trying to think yeah. that that kind of scene where like the soldiers and like you look, you're watching them through the the monitors yeah, yeah, and then yeah, they all yeah. drop like flies. Well, yeah, to... when the sol- when the soldiers are going up against the Indominus Rex or whatever, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure that, that sort of scene's been in a few things before. Yeah, I mean, it felt like that. It felt like aliens yeah. in a place where you can kind of yeah, see. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's that's it. You can kind of see yeah. the the demo dogs coming in on like little trackers and stuff, and yeah, bloop, bloop, I mean that bloop, was good. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Behind you. Bloop. It's too late. I mean, that's great, though. I love it's that. So yeah, so good. Yeah. So we'll, we'll brush. We've already discussed chapter seven, the lost sister, which is pretty much where 11's, 11's backstory. It's a write-off. I think <laughs> without this episode, this season would have been so much better. Like they didn't yeah. need this uh, this episode. Actually, yeah. why they thought it, they needed it, but they didn't. I'm sorry to say. No. So basically, she learns a lot about sort of her mum, <clears throat> uh, what happened to her. That there's a, that there's others like her with abilities. Obviously, this girl, Callie, who can create illusions. She kind of goes there, meets her, meets this gang, and it kind of gives her the ability to know that she's got to focus on something that hurts, that's hurt her in the past. Yeah. Ch- channel the anger, and she can kind of like control her abilities. Felt a bit cliche to me. You I know, for, we've... I forgot, sorry, the end of chapter, episode six, the demi dogs 
go through the tunnels to the lab. So it ends on a cliffhanger yeah. with them climbing up towards yeah, Hopper exactly. And, so cliffhanger so where you want to watch the next. Like the next most episode. tensest part of the of the season, and then it and then it just says, "Well, fuck you, we're gonna do something else for like sixty minutes." Yeah. So we pretty much get Eleven gets her little arc there. She returns to Hawkins, knowing that now she can control her abilities. She's gonna go back. She knows her friends are in trouble because obviously she knows everything, man. Yeah. Um, and then finally, and then chapter eight, the mind flayer is where we start to get sort of. This is where, so now I've kind of felt a little bit like the momentum had been lost for me, but I felt like it was clawing its way back. Well, these last two episodes to me were, were I, I felt like it was like watching like one of the, the best films I've seen in a long time. Like, it just, <laughs> I don't know, it just felt like so tense and so like, I don't know yeah. what it was, like as I was watching this season, like I didn't go in with any sort of high expectations, but, and I wasn't planning on binging it, I was going to watch a few every now and again, but like the last half, apart from episode seven, which I, I knew was, wasn't <laughs> well, enjoying at all. Now, now we're back to directed and written by duffer brothers episodes yeah yeah so um, this is probably where it starts to start to feel strong so obviously this episode kind of felt like a felt like a horror film felt like a horror film with yeah. one location where obviously all of our heroes as such were sort of all trapped in this lab all the demo dogs were running riot killing people and stuff yeah and it was and it was tense yeah 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 uh, so 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 what we got so we've basically got all of them i think they sedate um Oh, well, apart from like Steve and, and that, that gang, there's like two separate gangs at the minute. Um, yeah. So they sedate Will, so the the mind player can't see them through Will's eyes, and they need yep. to get out of this. La- uh, these so that, so that's what they decided to call the Shadow Monster. Now. They call it the Mind Flayer because they but, like connect it to some game that they all play, some sort of role play game. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I think they they they, they come into that a little bit later on, but I think that's going to be like maybe the theme of every season. <laughs> like every yeah. every big bad guy is going to sort of be a character from Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um, so, so we get a bit where Bob sort of does the does the noble thing of going to reset the circuit breaker so they can escape. This bit was a bit like um, was a bit like Jurassic Park when Ellie was being told over the over the radio how yeah. to go and flip the circuits. Yeah. Because it felt like that because he was even looking at the looking at the ceiling, looking for the circuits, following them, and then he was being told what to do. Very Jurassic Park. Super tense. Like this this bit. So. Um, Bob basically like kind of saves the day. There's a bit where um, it's about they all kind of escape because Bob helps them do it. And uh, there's a bit where Bob hides in a cupboard, and um, one of the demo dogs, like a Velociraptor, pretty much sort of it walks past, and he opens, and uh, the broom falls down. And he runs away, yeah. and then it, he, he it's like really tense. He sort of makes it out there, runs away just in time, uh, closes the door behind him, and then he goes to uh, Winona Ryder. And I said to Cat, like, because it slows down. I said to Cat, like, a second before, and I went, oh, okay, so this is where he dies. And then, like, he just slowed down to almost a stop, and you were like, yeah, he's dead. He's like, what, what else is going to happen? I knew someone was going to die at some point because they had to get that sort of emotional sort of punch. And yeah. He, and I just, as soon as Bob like slowed down, then I was like, that's it. You've just signed your own death. Like, that's, <laughs> that's it. it. Yeah. 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 So he gets like eaten by the demo by the demo dogs. Yeah, um, everybody. The way they sort every- of just sort of like munch on you, like yeah, um, it's really horrific. Um, and he gets some everybody- nice music. The music at that part, I've been listening to a lot on the soundtrack. I think it's called Eulogy or something. And it's got like a weird Moog sound to it. It's oh, it's so good. Um, and they all sort of get out, right? Apart from yeah, Bob. so everybody, so they all <laughs> they all get out apart from Bob. Bless his heart, rest in peace. Uh, and they all basically take Will back to his house, and they like disguise where they are by putting loads of stuff on the walls in the shed um, and just try and sort of like interrogate him to try and find out um, 
What are you trying to find that? <laughs> I, I had to kill the mind flare. Yeah, well, it's um, something like Morse code or something, right? Yeah, so this is pretty. This is pretty intense. So they're obviously trying to interrogate him by trying to sort of bring him out of the shadow monster yeah. by te- by telling him lots of stuff from from his past and that. Um, yeah. You know, wore a bit thin. I thought after a while, I was like, how many more emotional moments has he had in his life that he's got to remember? Don't yeah. you remember this time when you saw a tiny little butterfly and it landed upon your shoulder and you turned <laughs> to it, and gave it a little kiss? I do remember that, mummy. Yes. Yeah. So he t- kind of taps out on his. He kind of taps out on his. Um, sort of leg yeah. to close to close the gate. So they work out the Morse code because Hopper loves a bit of Morse code. But they're, um, they're about to get attacked by some demodog at the end. Eleven arrives. I, Fun. Yeah, I kind of thought when they were all ready to fight. Yeah. So all the demodogs were coming outside the house. Everyone was ready to fight. You know, Hopper had a gun. Lucas had like um, is what's it called? Shh. What am I thinking? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> is um, catapult. Yeah. And everyone's ready to fight. I would have liked them to fight the Demodog for a little while yeah. and then get overrun and then Eleven turns up. Because Eleven turns up and saves the day. And I just think, well, there she is. Yeah, it's nice that you saved the day, Eleven. But in, give in the a, other... In a new makeup, like a emo sort of... Yeah, she's got like slick, slick back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um... And then we sort of come to the final episode. Um, I think the, the plan is Hopper's going to take Eleven to the lab. Um, yeah, which is still covered in demodogs. Yeah. Um, so, so what happens here? Completely. So yeah. So basically, and Jonathan, Nancy, and Joyce take Will to Hopper's cabin. Um, where they work out that obviously because he said he liked it cold, yeah. they're going to overheat him <clears throat> to force the mind flare out of him. Going to torture him. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then we get everyone else left behind, like Mark, Dustin, Lucas, and Max, who decide that they're going to. They've got a plan of their own. They're going to draw the demodogs away from the gate by going to the tunnel where the pumpkin field was yeah um but then billy the older brother turns up there's a weird bit here before where billy is looking for max yeah he goes to like, uh, the mum's house he goes to mike's mum's house to try and find her and there's a weird bit where it's almost like a porn app where uh, <laughs> where he's kind of like flirting with her and asking where where she is and then they, why they put that bit in <laughs> sexual tension was through the roof <laughs> no. i was like I really <laughs> hey. yeah that was a bit weird. But then Billy turns up at Will's house and has a fight with Steve. There's a bit of tension between them anyway. See, this is a bit... I think Steve should have won this fight. Yeah, like, I think it should have been the other way around. Because, um, what's his name? Uh, is it Mike? He, he sort of gets a bit... Uh, the Red Ranger. He gets a bit... Um, Billy, che- yeah. Cheated. Che- like Billy, he, he gets like a plate and sort of smashes it over Thingy's face. And he's he's pummeling the shit out of Steve. Poor Steve. Um but I kind of felt like Steve should have won that because it felt like the arc was sort of building towards Steve getting one over on him. Yeah, but, um, I felt like no, I felt like it should have been the other way around. I feel like yeah. Billy should have had Billy should have had the upper hand for a while, but then Steve turned it round, you know. But it was the other way around. He got destroyed. His face ended up like a big old bloated, bloody balloon. Um, <laughs> and then Max sort of injects <laughs> balloon, Billy yeah. in, injects Billy with some shit, <laughs> makes him pass white, out. White stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like. Uh, <laughs> The could white have, stuff. No idea what what uh what it is, what it could do to him. Just just cowpaw. Cowpaw. Yeah, he gets a bubble in his brain. He dies pretty quickly <laughs> after that. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. Left there on the floor. <laughs> yeah. So they, um, so they leave in Billy's car. They go and start a fire in the tunnels, um, which is to obviously draw the demodogs away from the lab. Yeah. Um, you know, which is when Eleven channels her anger into closing the gate, which is kind of just like pointing and screaming. Do you know what I mean? It's just like double-handed, double nose, double-handed. double nostril bleeding. It was pretty much the same as the end of the first. We, uh, me and me and Kat did this through now. So when I leave for work in the morning, 
side. So I can see here through the front window, um, but you can't see my bottom half. So I like to <laughs> I like to put both my hands out and then go to my tiptoe. So it looks like I'm floating and sort of uh, closing the door, <laughs> closing the gate. This real life. Yeah, this is just what we do. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> see if I walk past I saw you did you do did a walking down the stairs thing as well no see that's pretty lame <laughs> <laughs> that's the best thing no, that's I've, my done bread, that. I've definitely done that that's my bread and butter yeah so yeah she closes the gate <laughs> and then we kind of do get a happy ending where um, Barb's given a funeral um, yeah. Hopper's given a birth certificate for 11 so he's basically like a real dad you're my real dad yeah um, and then there's like a winter dance where everyone sort of pairs off. Max it's and the Lucas. snowball, yeah, yeah. Mike and Eleven, Eleven. Um, this was such a perfect way to end. Like it felt, I don't know, it felt so perfect. So the the, the music, the way um, put, I felt, I found this is maybe one of my favorite scenes in the entire series. I don't know what it was. So you got uh, Steve. He uh, got the unrequited love thing here when he drops um, Dustin off and he's helped him do his hair all fancy and nice and stuff. Um, he sort of uh, gives him a bit of a, a bit of pep talk as he goes in. Steve could have easily died a hero in this, I think. Yeah, but I mean, I wanted him to die. And, you can't have Bob and him dying, dying heroes. Just one. Oh. But um, <laughs> and then what else? So uh, Lucas and and Max start dancing together. Uh, I guess they believe Bobby Brown. What's the name? <coughs> Eleven and Mike get to to smooch. Yep. Nancy and... Nancy dances with Dustin. Yeah, but then we do kind of see uh, right the last scene. We see the upside down again, and the mind flares towering over the school. So even though Eleven shut the gate, uh, she didn't do it properly. The twat. <laughs> and that's how it ends. <laughs> and that is how it ends. But yeah, as I said before, like twat. I felt, oh, what a bloody twat. Yeah. Um, as I said before, I mean, I loved it. We got, we, we, we did have. As I said before, sorry, mm-hmm. I loved it, but I definitely preferred season one. I feel like this went overall grand. You know what's weird? Um, so after after this ended on such a high, the last episode and that final snowball scene, I just thought like the perfect like little denim war for it. Like, I, I think it kind of got there for me, but it, uh, after episode there. seven, it was got just you there. Cool. Took a bit of. <laughs> we, got, we we do have some comments in the uh, in the. Oh yeah, shit, yeah, okay. Horror um, hangout board of advisors. So and, Tommy Draper says, uh, "I preferred season two. I thought it was great. I'm big on nostalgia, so that helps. Um, I think the play, pace of season two was pretty blistering." Um, which I think is true. It was mm. it was pretty blistering. And it says, apart from the scene of Eleven out in the city, it had great structure. I think I think it did have great structure, but I think it was the it was the like the content that I had a problem with. Yeah. Andy Conduit Turner says, I really enjoyed both seasons. That being said, I haven't been outraged by the criticisms leveled at the new one. Well, yeah. So he's kind of like a kind of agreeing to that thing. I ha- wait. That being said, I haven't been outraged by the criticism level by the new one. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I'm the same actually, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so he says I can see the points people are making on episodes that bait a spin-off or are a bit off the nose in terms of nostalgia. But truth be told, I find the characters' stone performances engaging enough that the problems don't take away the enjoyment. And even when some things aren't as good as they might be, it still beats the pants off most of the trash on regular TV. <coughs> I think this is the best TV show. Well, listen, Black Mirror. I think these those two for me are like the gold standard of like TV shows right now. Um, Matt's... I would I, I wouldn't be as I wouldn't be as willing to call this gold standard TV. I don't think because I think gold standard TV for me is TV I can watch and enjoy and pretty much have no criticism for. Whereas I felt okay, like I had okay, yeah I felt like I had a lot of criticism for this. Well, it's, well you're a bit, you're a moaner. You're getting a bit older. You know what I mean? You're a bloody <laughs> moaner. You are, aren't you? Stop bloody moaning. Just enjoy it. You so, miserable bastard. So, so gold standard TV then. So, what have you got for yourself? Like, is Breaking Bad up there? 
Uh, yeah, probably. Um, God Standard TV, X Files. Really? Even the new season? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just love X Files. I mean, I know, I know it's got a lot of problems, but I love X Files. You know, you, um, sound, really... like, you sound like Sean then in Sean of the Dead, where uh, she <laughs> says, "These flowers aren't for me, are they, Sean?" <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, X Files is probably up there. Um, yeah. Power Rangers season one. No, no, uh, I really like. I really like um, things like Sopranos, The Wire, Boardwalk Empire was one for me. Um, oh, good, oh, good show. I mean, Sopranos I've never actually seen. Black Mirror. I mean, come on, I think Black Mirror is. is oh yeah, is Black, Black Mirror Sunday. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, so, okay, some more comments. Matthew Stott says loved it. Season one gets the edge because it was new and fresh. Season two has a lot of great stuff, including the rise of Steve, King Babysitter. I think there are very few shows where you genuinely have so many characters. Not Billy, though. Billy can get to fuck, which I think <laughs> he was trying to do to uh, Mike's mum. He was. Um, and yeah. uh, who can blame him? Can you blame him? Uh, I mean, it's sort of <laughs> someone's mum. <laughs> it's uh, not your mum, though, Luke, so it's no. fine. Anyway, so, uh, so let's look at, look at this. Uh, season one... Rotten Tomatoes uh, scoring, critic score is 94%, and then the user rating is 95%, and the, the consensus is exciting, heartbreaking, sometimes scary. Stranger Things acts as an addictive homage to Spielberg films with vintage 1980s television. Season 2 got the same critic um, review, 94%, but it only got a only got a 92% user rating. So it's like lost 3%. It's going on a downward trajectory. So Stranger Things, slow building, sophomore season, balances moments of humour and nostalgic sweetness against a growing horror that's all the more effective thanks to the show's full body characters and evocative tone. Oh. So, I mean, both, both seasons are great. I mean... Yeah. But, uh, one, more, one, one more comment from Edward Harvey, which I think I'm going to kind of agree with. Uh, so he says, pretty much everything else folded out, um, unfolded as you would predict. Yeah. I don't mind too much. It was all pretty great. But what was happening, um, I do like to be surprised a bit more while watching a TV show or film. Um... I think that's kind of... I feel a bit like that as well. well it, it, it did like, feel very paint by numbers, didn't it? Yeah. But, you but know it's what? good. It's, 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 like, because... uh, it's like when someone gives you a roast dinner and like you know what's on it, but it's all fucking fantastic, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Except Brussels sprouts. They can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you stuck a yeah. sprout in there again, haven't you? <laughs> um, ah, I thought it was chicken. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I know what you mean. I think um, you know a bit of horseradish on there would have been wouldn't have gone down a treat. Just a bit of spice. Just imagine something like you were eating that roast dinner, and suddenly, oh, just a bit of ice cream in the middle. Cucumber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cucumber. Uh, okay, do you have some trivia? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, number one, Chief Hopper's trailer only cost the art department one dollar to purchase. True or false? True. It's true. Apparently, he says uh, Chief, <laughs> Chief Hopper's trailer reportedly only cost the art department one dollar to buy, but you know I'm sure there's some sort of weird tax evasion thing happening there. Uh, number two, uh, Gaten Matarazzo, the guy who plays Dustin, was the first actor cast for the show. True. Yes, that was also true. Two for two. Uh, number three, Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven, is actually 29 years old, but looks so young on account of addiction to Nivea. <laughs> true or false? False. No one's addicted to Nivea. <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, number four, uh, Hawkins Town was named after a character in Predator. True. Uh, it's true, yeah. Um, in another Hamai Space movie, Police Chief Jim Hopper is named after the character Arnold Schwarzenegger. First goes looking for in Predator. You've seen that more recently than me. Is that true? I don't know. Can you remember? False. False. Well, no, it's true. I mean, I, I'm just. Ah. Re- <laughs> that wasn't part of the trivia. I was asking you a question, like, genuinely. Oh. Is that, is that, is that I'm, just so, I'm so convinced that every time you ask me a question, you're doing trivia. How are you doing? How are you doing today, Ben? False. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, number five. Uh, for the kiss scene. Uh, Finn Wolfhard quietly said to Millie Bobby Brown, although he just says Bobby here, I'm coming in to warn her about his kiss. Bobby Brown. <laughs> uh, that's true. I know that's true. And then Millie's like, what, what are you doing, Mike? Uh, I'm tr- coming in. <laughs> nice little visual there. Uh, the extras all clapped for their kissing scene. Um you done a real good kiss. Uh, true. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, last one. Uh, number six. After two successful seasons, the Duffer brothers have finally made enough money for the painful operation to separate their conjoined bodies. <laughs> true. Yeah, it's true, that one. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay um, you did, I think you got all of them right. Even the question that I was just genuinely asking you. Um, I even got that right. I, I guess we need to grade it. I mean, it's going to be difficult to grade it. It's kind of diff- different to... Um, yeah, normal. But yeah. Would, if you had to give it an A to an F, what would you give it? Um, I think I'd give it a B minus. Cool. Yeah. What about season I think one? For me, season one was like an A. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so we're, I've got down season one A, season two B. I don't know. <laughs> I always have to get that like, like whatever the point five is more than your grade. Like uh, it just. I mean, I'm a glass. I'm a glass half full. You're like glass half full, but someone's pissed in this. <laughs> <laughs> glass half full, but it is piss. Is I'll this, still drink it. it. Is this clean? <laughs> There's lipstick smudge here. Yeah. <laughs> if you dip your finger in this cup. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's it. Dude, this is like the longest episode we've ever done. Jesus. Yeah. TV show, isn't it? Longer. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot to go through. Yeah. Uh, so next week we're going to get back on the list I think it's number 19 An American Werewolf in London a great film by Mr John Landis Oh, so I look forward to that and yeah so this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver head over to hawkandcleaver.com and grab a free book become a patron for early access to episodes bonus content and heaps free stuff over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver thanks to Kovacs Cowman for our theme music thanks to Acast for hosting the show thanks for the listeners if you enjoyed the show, give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes and remember to hit subscribe. Thanks to my co-host Ben for being a real horror dude. Thank you, Luke, for also being a real horror dude most of the time. I'm going to cut on that final bit there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.